This podcast is intended for adult audiences. Over the age of 18, it contains adult language and situations. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to us, and not of any employer, organization, committee, or other group or individuals. This podcast is not intended to be taken as professional advice. Welcome to the Swing Nation Podcast, a podcast by swingers for swingers, where we look to educate others and push back on the negative stigmas and misconceptions associated with our lifestyle. Come with us and share our pineapple journey as we travel the globe, interview the experts, learn and grow together. Join the nation. Hey there, pineapple people, and welcome to the Swing Nation podcast. I'm your host, Northern Guy. And Southern Girl. And uh, today's episode, we are honored uh, to sit down with Sue from Sex with Sue. Hello, Sue. Hi, guys. How are you? Uh, she's coming to us live via via Zoom, which this is our this is our first our first time our first time. Yeah. So we're Zoom newbies. So be 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 kind with us if we have uh, <laughs> any technical difficulties. Yeah. So uh, we met Sue um, at Secrets a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we had the honor of having dinner with her. It was a really nice dinner. Yeah. We're excited to have her. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll let you. Uh, we'll let her introduce herself and, and tell um, tell you about her herself. So you you want to start that with that Sue? Just uh, kind of who you are and and what your background is. Sure. Um, my name is Sue McGarvey. I am a clinical sex and relationship therapist. I have been one for about 27 years. God, I can't believe I every time I say that, I'm like, oh, I'm so old. <laughs> but um, I own the Sex with Sue brand. I had a radio show across North America in some of the biggest markets, Sex with Sue. And I started in the 90s doing phone-in radio. I was kind of the Canadian Dr. Ruth and doing a lot of sort of work in that area. I had I was in private practice, so I've been a clinical sex therapist in my office for that long, you know, seeing questions from, you know, any kind, you name it, you know, the the crazy, the low libido, the fetish, the the clinical sex therapy. I tell people I'm a shrink. So <laughs> what I used to say is that non-monogamy was in the top 10 most common things I saw as a sex therapist. And it's in the last five years, it's become in the top three. People keep asking. They're like, so we want to open up our relationship. So they come into my office going, well, we had this experience. And well, we were in the hot tub with another couple. And and I had been to, you know, I'm a nudist. Like I'm a long, I was the, the kid you couldn't keep clothes on. I was in university going to nude beaches. Had been to every nude beach, you name it, I've been there. And then was invited by Hito to work for them for when they were still with super clubs for a number of, like I was there for six weeks um, and got to interview swingers from around the world. Morning, noon, and night, I had coffee. I had lunch with people. They were looking for a sex therapist to be, be naked. And I'm like, oh, oh, pick me, pick me, pick me. So went there, <laughs> did this great, you know, I remember I was there when they had the Adam and Eve had their photo shoot, you know, and it, like you just, you realize that, that it's, it's, you know, it's sex and you think, oh my God. So you had like six, eight weeks in Jamaica uh, and continually talking to people to, to find out what they were looking for in the lifestyle, why they were there, why they picked them. And then I did the same thing for Desire. So went to Desire Los Cabos, went to Temptations, went to Desire, like went all over the place. I've been to Cap Dag, I've been to Hidden Beat. Like you said, been to all of the clubs and the places. And I had a television show 
that um, I went across to the different swing clubs in Canada and the U.S. My biggest challenge was keeping my my camera crew out of corners with cougars. But anyway, <laughs> that was a whole other discussion. But having you know talked to people about it, and I was really convinced that it came into you know that what what was happening in the lifestyle was thirds, right? A third of the people are kind of you know, there to check it out or just have a sexy atmosphere with their partner. A third of the people there are going, okay, we've been talking for five minutes. Let's get to bed. We're indiscriminate seniors. Mm-hmm. We want to bang. And a third of the people are hoping something's going to happen. They want everybody, all the planets to align. You want to sacrifice a chicken and have a voodoo ritual. Everything <laughs> needs to be perfect. And then it, that's that group, but they don't know what they're looking for. They don't know how to start. They don't, they, you know, they've had some bad experiences, some good experiences. They don't know how to replicate that. They don't have the modeling to do that. So I spend a lot of time doing that. And from Secrets, I'm actually a condo owner at Secrets. I've been there for the last four years. I love Florida. And was able to to sit there. And, you know, and as somebody who's been in the lifestyle for 20 or 25 years, being able to sort of look at that and going, I've evolved. I started, you know, do playing with couples and then played separately and played with women. Like, I've, you know, you name it, you know, sort of that gamut. And now at a point in my life where I can sort of sit back and go, you know, it, it evolves. And, and what does that mean for both me personally and professionally? And so it allows me to to talk about it both in both of those wearing both of those hats, because I literally, without exaggeration, have spoken to, you know, 25,000 people about sex right on the radio. So it gives me a really good sense of where that line is. I call it the paradigm shift. Yeah, that's. I think your wealth of knowledge and experience is is uh, I think rare in this. In, yeah, you know, as, for as sure. As far as the people that we've encountered, um, and also I think very very interesting. Um, I think so. You said that you you personally have been in the lifestyle. It, it, like how did, how did you get into the lifestyle? How did you get into to you know becoming a sex therapist? Like how you just from a young age you were interested in that? Like how did that all okay. start? I, I thought I was going to be a doctor. I thought I was going to deliver babies for a living and I flunked <laughs> organic chemistry is really a true story. So I kind of got sidetracked and didn't, you know, get into like the medical school that I wanted because I couldn't pass organic chemistry. And so, and so I thought, so I ended up working, you know, deciding to go back and do graduate work in psychology. But I was at that point working for Planned Parenthood and for something called the SexWise Info Line back before you had, you know, t- all kinds of, of internet sex and internet information and answering questions about it. And I was the person I was just really nonplussed about sex. I could just talk about it. It was really easy for me. And I was really fascinated. I tell people I got stopped at the male reproductive system and never left. But, you know, (laughs) then worked as a doula, which helped deliver babies. I could, you know, work in that field and just knew there was this piece. So um, I really, you know, finished my work in terms of, and I did my, my thesis on the link between sex and relationship therapy. How do you how do you do it? What happens if you stop having sex? How do you create intimacy with couples? And it was it was at a time when there was like in my town of a million people, there was like three sex therapists. And I was really green and did a bunch of, you know, you know, you just you learn and you figure it out. And but I've been in practice for over 25 years and have sat with, you know, 30 couples a week or singles or men or women and and, and talk about it. So there's very little that I, e, I haven't heard and B that's going to shock me. So I was doing that, and then I got um, I got I got asked to do a radio show and replace at that point Sue Johansson, who's now in her late 80s. She was the one on Letterman. She had a show, and she was she was aging, and I replaced her. We both happened to be Susans by birth. It was a coincidence, and hers was the Sunday night sex show, and I had sex with Sue. So it was 
So I ended up there ended up being some confusion in the marketplace. But I, as she retired, I got her audience. And it was it was interesting how that evolved. And I was able to be on radio talking to people about sex at a time when the, you know, it's, it's, it's really quickly, you know, when you add porn and you add the internet and you add different kinds of mediums, how quickly sex has changed. But the need for really clear, accurate information has not. So do as much sex education as I do therapy, because a lot of times if people will come, you know, if, if, if I have a couple like you guys who are new or friends of yours who are going, Sue, I want to dip a toe, you don't need therapy, you need information. Because you can't make right. an informed decision unless you have all the information. So I don't need to, you know, you don't need to be, you know, psychoanalyzed. What you need are clear tools. So that piece happened. I did a television show, a big national, Canadian national television series called Global, uh, called Unzipped. And I, you know, went to different swing clubs. And certainly um, at the time with my first husband was, you know, was, was dabbling a little bit. Had kids like you guys, you know, I always say it's an occupational hazard. You eventually get knocked up. And then there's that time <laughs> in the in the little bit where you don't have kids and, you you know, you have young kids and you're not playing or you're, you know, trying to deal with contraception and, you know, you know, ah. and then um, and then kind of went back and and my marriage ended. I got involved in a new relationship and knew from the beginning that this was going to be open. He had, had been dabbling a little bit with his previous relationship and we got into that relationship knowing it was going to be open. And I remember going the first time we went to Temptations. I was there um, for a conference at a different resort, and we got a day pass to Desire. Had a tour. I had. I was telling you the story. I had way too many pina coladas and was doing body <laughs> shots off the bar, and it was like, oh my god, passed out in the cabana beds, and met a couple. I think they were from Iowa, and you know, and said, look, we're just new. You know, we're just dabbling. We're a new relationship. You know, we just want to do some sort of light touch. Let's be in the hot tub. Let's do some massage. My partner goes to the bathroom and I immediately am double teamed by two, the two, the couple, like she's on one corner, he's on the other. And they start groping me and I'm like, whoa, holy, we have not talked about condoms. We're not talking about boundaries. Like, wait a minute. My partner comes back. She, you know, she starts working on him and immediately starts to like push him down on the bed and tries to mount him. And, and he's just immediately like, he's like, what the hell? And and he loses his erection. And, and we look at each other and we sprint out of there. And I'm thinking, I'm this really cool sex therapist. I got this, right? I can I can do this. I, I And I got played. So we we had a very quiet drive back to the other hotel. And the next morning, we open up our, our computer and say, okay, what are the rules? What are the rules? What are the rules? And there was a list of like 14, you know, we always play together in the same room and nobody can be drunk and, you know, no, don't take one for the team. And we don't, you know, we have to have, you know, issues around, you know, condoms and safety. Anyway, it's since evolved. So then we started to, you know, go online and you have some really bad coffees and then you meet people. And, and at that point, I'm I'm been I'm tapped to do a bunch of, you know, conferences. I was doing a, I finished a book on G-Spot and I did another one on, on sexual health. And I'd, I'd been speaking it and I went and spoke in Las Vegas. And you're just like, holy shit, like the people on the, you know, on the Sibian with the, all the girls are lifting up their skirts and just changing condoms right in front of you in the, on the conference room floor. And they're squirting all over the floor and there's like a lake. Anyway, it's just, you know, cool things that you see and you go relax. It's just sex, right? The hustler slogan, relax. It's just sex. As long as it's safe and consensual, how you choose to rub your genitals together is interesting to me. I may not uh, want to do that, but it's interesting and so then went off to, uh, you said, went to Desire and went to Hito and went to, you know, I, I did at that point, did, you know, my honeymoon at Cap Dag, right, which, which is crazy. It's the naked city in the south of France. You guys got to get there. 
and it yeah. it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm 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 reading on my Kindle. Ten o'clock in the morning, you look up and there's eight guys jerking off around you. You're like, really? You're in my son. You know, I'll, you know go away. How <laughs> he in French? You're like, I like beat off anyway. And then you go to the club in the night, and it's just like you're like German girls are taken. Like you're like, really? Like, can I look? How how are you doing that? Like you've got five guys where? And it's it's just that whole. And I'm not easily shocked. So. You know, went and did, you know, sort of looked at all that. And, you know, my my own sexuality is really subtle. It's it's I need to be friends with people. I need, you know, like it has to all the, you know, I think that everything has to line up. I don't do indiscriminate sex. It's just not my thing. You know, I've tried it. It's it's I don't judge anybody for doing it. It's I tend to be better with, you know, people that I know. So out of that, um, eight years ago, started this group because I kept saying there needs to be a group in the middle. You know, the group in the middle that I was saying the thirds that wasn't the beginning, that wasn't the end, the third in the middle. And I kept saying, where's that group in the middle? Where's, where's the group in the middle? And somebody said, Sue, you're the sex therapist. If you don't start it, who's going to? So I did. So I have this crazy group in the middle called the ducklings. So that's what we did. Yeah. And, and so do you, do you want to explain the ducklings a little bit? Sure. What that, that's all about? Because I know we had, we, we talked a, a little bit about that when we were at Secrets. It's, it's, it's the group for people who are, I'm the bridge, you know, I'm like somebody's sister because I am, um, you know, somebody's mom, like I, I'm the bridge between, you know, wanting to jump in and go to a sex club and holy shit, there's people and they're hitting on me and I'm running out and I'm scared or people who, who don't know where to start. So the ducklings are the group between the crazy swingers and your parents' bridge club. They're people trying not to turn into your parents. <laughs> they are, they are the ones I call it se sexy, but safe. We're a community of people who are friends. So we have three rules. No drama, no mean people. We kick actually actively kick out the mean girls and screen for kindness and no sexual aggression, which means that if you think you're going to score on your first day, maybe you will, but most of the time you won't. Most of the time you need to get have people get to know you because safe people are sexy people and they need to feel safe with you. And so we have a variety of different colors and levels. So we have a level from one to five. One would be an educational one. We do, you know, some of the educational ones are edgy, but, you know, an educational event. Two would be like raunchy comedy. Going to a comedy club, it would be a little bit blue. You know, you'd maybe flirty, but it's that's that's it. You keep it on this side of the line. Three, we did tours of dominatrixes, of brothels. We went to did, you know, prostate massage clinics, like things that are a little out there you can't talk about with your coworkers, but it's still, again, on this side of the line, you feel like you're observing, you're watching a really interesting live documentary, but you're not participating. Four means it's clothing optional. Like we've done, you know, lots of pool parties, nude beaches. It may not be overly sexual, but it's naked. A four plus means it's flirty and there's going to be some touch. There's no dedicated play space. My favorite story about that is, is I said, everybody be discreet. And the place had three bathrooms. And for a while, there's lineups outside the bathrooms because nobody <laughs> can get into the bathrooms. And I'm banging on the door. They're like, Sue, you told us to be discreet. So they're all having sex in the bathroom. I'm like, okay, okay, new rule. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's great. And, and the thing about it is that I know everybody. Like it's, it's about a community and you have to have been screened in order to get in. And this need to sort of screen stuff. And we have some great guys that have been screened. And, and from that, I'm doing a new thing called Swinger Class, swingerclass.com, where we're actually training people, you know, the guys about basically not to be a dick. And from that, because we needed to, we needed, and some of them are the yeah. unicorns, some of the unicorns, the women, oh my God, they're women. Like, you got to not be, 
you know, texting some other, some other woman's husband, like back off, like what is it, what's the etiquette about it? And just stuff like mouthwash and put a towel between if you're going to sit bare assed on somebody else's furniture and, you know, just the <laughs> stuff that nobody tells you and pulls you aside and says, you come across as desperate. You need to fix this. You come across as creepy. Here's what you need to do. You're not, but this is why. So it's that piece. And the, so the ducks do all kinds of crazy things. We do this crazy travel. We go all over the place, kind of like you, but we're not the ones at the bottom of the pile. We're the ones that are having fun. And some people play, right? I, and five means you're, it's a full-on sex. And we don't do a lot of those because there's so many places and clubs that do the hard lifestyle stuff. And I'm happy to let them do it. I think they do it better. They're doing a lot more. You know, I don't want to be cleaning up used condoms. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want to be changing you. sheets. Not interested at all. I want to fun, plan fun, sexy events. And if people want to hook up after, have at her. Um, I mm-hmm. want to be a place where we can just have a great time and have people have your back. So what I like about it is, like we had one guy had a heart attack. 14 people visited him in the hospital. We had oh. somebody oh, else. Wow. Yeah. I had somebody else who said he was new in town and he had dental surgery and he, you know, was sort of drooling, bleeding in the taxi. And I'm like, what do you mean taxi? He's like, Sue, I'm new in town. I don't know anybody but my coworkers. And I'm like, well, that's wrong. And the next time he had to go, I had somebody, one of the ducks, pick him up. You know, my hairdresser, my realtor, my HVAC guy, my, you know, real estate agent, my accountant are all ducklings, people who are in the community who are like-minded. And, and I'm finding that with lifestyle people. I find other lifestyle people are the people that I hang out with. Because they're gay. They're yeah. great. They're kind. They're cool. Yeah. And I, so I think on on that note, uh, you know, you've been in this space for, for 20 plus years. Um, you know, why is swinging still taboo? Why is why are swingers still judged? Um, why is swinging still underground? What are, what are your thoughts on some of that? I think it's I think it's changing. I think it's the way it was gay rights was 25 years ago. I think in 25 years from now, we're going to be like, yeah, we're going to be the pioneers and it's going to all be great. But it is still it is still anarchy for a lot of people. It is the deep end of the pool. People think, oh, my God, you're going to be after my husband. And and, you know, human nature is everybody asks about jealousy. And, and I do a whole when I do a non-monogamy workshop, I do a whole sessions on jealousy, you know, hours of stuff. And here's the workbook and here's the checklist and do, here's what you need to do. And realize nobody ever died from feeling jealous. And but everybody feels that threat that somebody that something that's theirs is going to um, is going to be, you know, threatened by them. And, and I think that piece continues to. Um, you know, continues to happen and f- people feel really, really uncomfortable with it. But I think it's, it's that it's every time I see more stuff on, you know, Netflix about, you know, open relationships, it may not be accurate, you know, because everybody's, you know, Ken yeah. and Barbies and, you know, I'm telling you, I don't yeah. look like that. Everybody else doesn't look like that. You get, you know, the good, the bad, and I can't believe you have testicles that big. You know, in, you know, I always say, I always say an average group is you take it, you know, you take a bus and take everybody off the bus, take their clothes off. That's it. You know, like swingers are all shapes and sizes and ages. They tend to be better, you know, more attractive than average because they have to, you know, they, they're looking to enhance and attract, but it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Correct. And I, I think mm-hmm. that every time you, every time that happens, it becomes more accessible. I, I said, I'm, I'm standing up and applauding what you guys are doing and and making normalizing it and there needs to be you know and there's some creepy people in this industry there really is i've met some and you're just like wow you guys are giving everybody a bad name we are yeah we need to be happy 
you know, you know, said people's moms and people's sisters and people's husbands and fathers. And wait a minute, we are real people wanting to have sex. So I'm a bit of a hedonist. You know, it doesn't mean my mother's a minister. True story. My mother is a minister. My parents are still wondering where they went wrong. They thought I was going to deliver babies. And so it, it doesn't make you it doesn't make you wrong. And again, I spend my days as a sex therapist telling people they're not mutants or wrong or freaks to be feeling like this, right? A hundred million years of evolution. We're only 2% different than grade eight, grade eights in terms of our DNA. And they all live in harems. Like get it right. If you want, you know, there's, I've got all the books you want to read about it. You can read the science, you can understand, but it is not a carte blanche to go out and, oh, I'm a swinger, which means I get to touch anything and everything. No, you actually have to be better at communication and better at consent and better at navigating what you and your partner need or understanding that it's not just a full-on sex thing. And until you do, you're not going to do well. And so I spend a lot of time with guys trying to get them. I I have a whole series on how to get laid and how to get (laughs) laid, you know, just because they're they're usually great guys, but they're clueless as all get out. And you have to two-by-four them to the side of the head. And I, so I spend a lot of times as the big sister two by fouring a lot of guys who want to get laid. And how do you coach them through that? And that's and then how do you talk to your partner? How do you get women whose partner may be a little uncomfortable? You know, what do you do? You know, you try to always do something to please your partner, but you never do something you really inherently hate. And how do you come across that? So that's the piece. Yeah, I, I you know, you, you touching on the, the, the apes and, the, and all that. Um, do you, do you think there are monogamous and non-monogamous people? Like, do you think that's an innate feature of people? Uh, you know, is this, are people born non-monogamous? Like how, what are your thoughts on non-monogamy and and why some people, um, I guess are drawn to it and, and how other people are just completely against it? I definitely think that some people are wired to non-monogamy. My previous partner would describe, um, being monogamous as running a marathon with one foot up on the curb. He just, it just, it was uncomfortable for him. I have met people who I believe are incapable of being monogamous. I am in the city that when the Ashley, I don't know if you heard about this, but the Ashley Madison um, got hacked and they published all the emails of all the people. I'm in the city that was the number one um, uptake of Ashley Madison in the world, partly because it was a Canadian company and we're close and But I spent a year, a year doing therapy, like six hours a day. You know, I was caught on the Ashley Madison list. I was caught on the Ashley Madison list. Oh, God, I was so happy to see the end of that. But so much Mm -hmm. about infidelity. And you realize it is never about their partner. It's about this innate drive, right? Most guys, if there was a study done that said if, if you could fool around with somebody and not get caught, would you? It was like 86% of the guys said, hell yes, you know, if I didn't get caught, these are grandfathers and judges and priests and like, it's, it's this need. And it's not just guys. Like, I think that men think it's, it's only that it's only guys that want sexual adventure. I'm like, hell no, guys will have the same meat and potato sex with the same woman for the rest of their life. It doesn't mean that they don't want other women because they're fundamentally and biologically attracted to new. So new women are interesting, but what they, but women want, you know, women want, you know, the, the sexy rose petals on the bed and roll around the surf you know, here to eternity, they want to be on the golf green and on the, on this chairlift. Like women want sexual adventure. They won't tell you all of that. And we've been slut shamed for so long, which is why I think, you know, sort of people at your age who are starting to go, no, I'm unapologetically 
a sexual person and you know you and you and you and you and four of your closest friends come over here and service me and I'm just like yay because <laughs> I feel you know I still have that you know my, my parents know what I do and it's my grandparents did and it was all okay but there is still that overlying I learned early and often I said studied sex in university you shut up about it you don't tell you don't tell the guys you don't tell the other women you're slut shamed so I think that piece um, I think people are far more sexual. So some people are really wired to, for monogamy. Some people are wired for non-monogamy. Some people switch. I would say that I have really worked that spectrum over a long period of time. And it's finding out as long as it's not edited. And I always say if it feels good and it's good for the other person and you're not hurting anybody, it is a harmless pleasure and you should be celebrating it. Yeah. And I, I think that's important because I, I I feel like they're, like you're saying, and I, I you know, I was previously in a, in a monogamous relationship and I, I very much felt like um, like there's something wrong with me. Right. I should be happy. I should be, you know, like me having thoughts and feelings about other people or, or being interested in these things. Like there must be something wrong with me. How, how you know, am I a sex addict? Am I am I this? Am I that? Um, so, I you know, I think when people hear this, you know, somebody saying like, know what you're feeling is normal and 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 actually there's you know a lot of history behind it Mm -hmm. um you know and and monogamy is you know almost a new concept in the it's a structure of time Uh, i think all that's very interesting for people to hear and i I don't think people are saying that enough i think people aren't saying that enough i think you think some people are but it's not it's not mainstream and if you're not really well read and who is, you know, like you have to, you know, who has time to do that? Like, that's why people are getting their information in five minute sound bites, but you're not getting it enough going, it's okay. You know, it's okay if you feel this way. It's not okay if you, you know, if you force it on somebody else, but if you negotiate it and here are the tools to negotiate it and here are the places to go and you, you know, you did that really well. I just listened to your secrets one about, you know, here's what you do, you check in and here's what the lobby looks like and it's a, you know, it's a square and here's where you park. And I think that's great because it gives people really concrete information about what do they need to do and realize that there is, I call them landmines. You're going to step on a bunch of them. And if you are educate yeah. yourself, you're going to avoid a lot that other people have stepped on. You're going to still hit your own. But it's not going to blow up an existing relationship, which it can if you go hither and hither, right? The downside, the upside is you get hot sex, you get newness, you meet people you never would have met, you enhance yourself as a person. There's a lot of upside. The downside is there is a risk. There's a risk your partner's going to run off with somebody else. There's a risk that you're going to blow up your relationship. But if you are, I tell people you have to communicate a few hundred thousand times, And if you have the skills and you can do that and you have all the information, you can make informed decisions. And yes, you're going to have times where you freak out and as you said, you're a hot mess because you're jealous or something Mm -hmm. happens that really triggers you. You understand what those triggers are and you know that nobody's ever died from this. We can sit down. We can talk about it. There are tools. There's therapists. There's rules. There's books. There's information. But they, as you said, they're harder to find and people aren't talking about them as much. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing that you said that, that, that I was interested in is you think, um, you know, non-monogamy is on the path of, uh, you know, the gay and the LGBTQ community where they were 20 years ago. Um, are there advocates for this community? Are there people out there trying to change laws and change rules? Um, you know, do you, what are your thoughts on, on how very, advocate, very few. Um, for this community? Very few. You know, you've interviewed some of them, Mark and, and Frederick and, you know, um, you know, Bob from Naughty New Orleans and Sante out at uh, Menage Life in Denver. And like, there's certainly some people, the Europeans are way ahead of us. 
they're not they don't care like they really don't care um but the you know but the idea is that they're they aren't they aren't because everybody wants to be discreet you know even the ducks who i think are like pg and kind of you know just sexy with a mission and you know we're all super cute and, and adorable and and they don't want to be like i got judges and and you know doctors in there and people who work for the prime minister and like no we can't be seen and i respect that but again it's saying i want I, we need more people who are unapologetically saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm like. I don't give a shit what you think. This is who I am. And I am, I'm not going to embarrass my family. I'm not going to embarrass my kids. It's nobody's business to talk about my sex life unless I choose to tell them. But I think being a swinger and being, you know, and being sexually open does not make you a freak. And again, the more that people can own it, the better it is, but there are very, very few in the industry who are doing that. And, and sometimes when they are, they are, you know, they're doing it for an agenda. They're doing it because they're, they're, you know, they're wanting to, you know, to make money and, and that's okay if they're doing it because it's their business, but if they're doing it to, you know, exploit people or exploit that, I, I think that, that unfortunately there's a few of that, which has given it a bad rap. And I, I suspect over the next five years, it's going to evolve, right? The how, how what this uptake, you know, you guys are a great example of in less than a year, how many people have resonated with you and that idea that, yeah, it's not so but it's not somebody's secret. You know, I remember being tried to be hired by one of the big porn companies, you know, 20 years ago and just wasn't able, you know, I'm a sex therapist. I don't want to work with porn. I'm going to be tarred with that. And in some ways I regret not, not, you know, standing up and saying I had young kids at the time and I, you know, I wasn't able to do that, but not being able to say, no, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be the ethical voice in that. And I think that's what needs to happen. The Swing Nation podcast is proud to announce an official partnership with SDC.com. SDC stands for Seek, Discover, Connect. And with over 3 million members in over 50 countries, it's the world's largest lifestyle community and a great place to link up with open-minded couples, singles, and kinksters from around the globe. Whether you're just starting your lifestyle journey or you're an old pro, SDC has something to offer you. With chat rooms, live cams, groups, and blogs, there's always naughty fun to be found. SDC.com also has expert advice, professional articles, and entertaining content to enhance your erotic lifestyle journey. With information about parties, events, clubs, and businesses, SDC is so much more than just a hookup site for swingers. It's truly an epicenter that can keep you plugged into the pulse of the lifestyle community in your area. We personally love the website's ease of use and amazing customer support. They have supported us in our podcast and giving generous donations to our charity fundraising efforts. So if you're looking to connect with like-minded people, click the link in our show notes and sign up for SDC using our affiliate link and receive a full access for 14 days completely free. Make sure you join the Swing Nation SDC group and send us a message. Yeah, it it is interesting. Um, I think a lot of people have kind of, you know, again, me and Lacey started this less than a year ago, you know, during the time of COVID, uh, you know, we started posting on TikTok under that swing talk hashtag, you know, and, and just, you know, nine, 10 months ago, there was 
a hundred thousand clicks or, you know, 10,000, I don't know, I don't know, probably less than a hundred thousand clicks on that swing talk hashtag. I think now it has over a billion, uh, clicks. You know, we used to know everybody on, you know, we, we recognized every couple that, that posted with that hashtag because there was only a handful of us. I, I think now every day, yeah, we, every almost day. every day there's a new face and yeah. of, of a couple that's posting and using that hashtag and, and, and kind of makes us proud every time we see it. We're like, Oh, somebody else is doing it. it yeah, so I, I definitely, I mean, at least on TikTok, which I, I get is a, a small microcosm of, of society, but I, I definitely feel like there is a movement of people that are, are kind of seeing what we've done and what the other Swing Talk creators have done and said like, yeah, why can't I? Why can't I share? Why can't I be open? Why can't I say, yes, I'm a swinger and I'm not ashamed to, to admit that? Um, so I, I definitely think you're right. I think there there is a movement in, in, in that direction and it is good to see, good to see that. Mm-hmm. And the industry is expanding. The industry is really expanding. So it will, you know, it, there's there's room for everybody. It's it's just, you know, I, I said I went, I first went to Secrets as a good example six years ago. And it was not at, you know, it was an old Ramada Inn in, you know, Central Florida. And now it's this super polished, you know, resort. There's Caliente. There's all the different things that are happening, the different clubs. You know, you go to Trapeze or you go to different places and they've been around for a while, but they are there. They can tell you that their markets are expanding in a big way. Mm-hmm. So it's you're not alone, even if sometimes you feel like you can't talk to anybody. You can't talk to your friends you went to high school with about this. You can't talk to it's a secret and you may have to be discreet, but find other people that you can you can share this because you're going to otherwise it feels alone and you need some you need people to offer you perspective. Because, you know, you're saying, well, I, you know, this happened and is this normal? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not normal. You need to consent, not just, you know, you don't just say, okay, I've, I've consented at the beginning of the evening. You know, you need to consent during every new time that you're you're doing something new. You need to consent every time you're, you're meeting that person again for a second play event. Like, and realizing that that whole dialogue, I think it forces you, I call it grad school relationship stuff. It forces you to be you know, become an expert communicator. It forces you to become sexually aware. And I always say good therapy is self-awareness. So if you can do that in this process, you are so much further ahead. And if you can start asking yourself the questions early in your relationship, you know, most people like, you know, in, out, repeat if necessary kind of sex. And you get to the end of your life and you haven't explored fantasies and you haven't explored all the things that you could be doing Sex is is part of the human condition. It's it's who you are as a real person. It's where you're most vulnerable, and it is it makes sunshine brighter, food tastes better if you've got great sex. <laughs> it is. It's yes, part I of agree. it's part of you're who right. you are. No, yeah, and it seems you know the swinger motto seems to be just you know live, live, living your best life or live your best life. You know something along those lines. And, and I, I think you're right. Like you know once you can open up to this and and realize that you know you can do it and, and still love your partner. And it does, it does open up a, a lot of opportunities and make, you know, yeah. really enjoy things that I guess you almost were afraid to have enjoyed before. I mean, I don't even know the, the way to put that, but that's it, what it seems like to me. Yep. Yep. You guys are right. You know, cause again, you have made friends, you've gone to places that you wouldn't have gone to. You've now tried mm-hmm. new experiences. Say you meet people in the lifestyle that you would not cross paths with. And they're super Correct. cool. And you get to have a community because, you know, as I told you, my mom's a minister and, and she's all about people falling through the cracks. We need community. We're a we're a pack based, you know, humans are we, we need our people. And if you if you're finding this and, and part of who you are is hidden to the world, 
it it diminishes you. And I find that that some of the best relationships of, you know, and, and I said, as a therapist, I meet a lot of couples on the raggedy edge. But I also, you know, the best couples I've ever met in terms of the strongest marriages are people in the lifestyle because they have been okay. forced to work at it and really own their stuff and know their partner and forgive their faults and talk about it and love and come from a place yeah. of kindness. And if you can do that, it makes everybody better people. Yeah. I think something else I'd like to get your thoughts on since, I mean, you've been in this space and, and uh, terminology, right? So mm-hmm. I've heard ethical non-monogamy, consensual non-monogamy, uh, polyamory, you know, what, what is, what term, you know, um, you know, if we're pushing for rights for people, what, what, who are these people? They're non-monogamous people. They're polyamorous people. Like who, like what, what, what's your view on lifestyle people and what the term, you know, what term would you put on them well, that, if there, if there is a term? There isn't, I don't think there's one size fits all. What the problem is, is we don't have the language. It's so new. This is only like 30 years old. So we don't mm-hmm. have, you know, metamor, which is, you know, your partner's partner or compersion, meaning you care, you, you're happy that your partner's happy. You know, it's those kinds of languages. They've had to make those words up. They had to do those. So, you know, I have a list in the non-monogamy class. I should send it to you for your, your post is, is here's the definitions. Boom. Here's the list. And I, I do this really fun, fun Kahoot, um, you know, a game where we actually, you know, guess people to come up with names. You know, I call I have one, I, you know, I call McBain from the guy from the Simpsons, you know, the one, you know, he's the guy that you, you, who's, who's a dumbass who walks in front of your, your husband and tries to chat you up and you go, you're an idiot. Cause you should have just been chatting <laughs> up my husband, you know, and he's this, the, the dude from the Simpsons. So we had to come up, make up words. I, I have a word called pool hugs which I made up, which, you know, it's about being in the, in, you know, sort of hugging other people's naked husbands. You know, you can flirt with them. I call it flirt vampirism. I just get to hug, you know, I met you, Dan, and I get to hug you. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, I could smell your, you know, you had this, like, you smelled good. I remember you smelled good. Like I can do that. And it's, you know, that's nice for me as a middle-aged woman, I get to hug other people's hunky husbands, right? It's, it's understanding that dynamic and being respectful about it and learning that language. So, you know, I call I, you know, I think it's it's when you talk about I, I talk about non-monogamy being in a variety of different stages, right? There are there's sort of different kinds of non-monogamy. There's there's the swingers, which you know, you go as a couple, you leave as a couple, whether you play individually or, or together, you're swinging in a in a space. You are poly, which means you love more than one person, you tend to fall in love. And some people, when they're polyamorous, don't really care about the sex. And I'm like, huh? It's, for them, it's not about the sex. It's about the community. And you meet them and they're all this like peace, love and understanding. I'm like, no, I want to get laid. It's about my orgasm, not yours. And then you have, you know, yeah. then you have the kink community and then you have the don't ask, don't tell. Right? People who I, I meet a lot of people um, because I'm a therapist. I have a lot of couples whose wives are dying of breast cancer or have prostate cancer and can't get it up. And so then they're doing the sort of where we're bringing in bulls, we're doing the hot wife thing, and, and you have to define what that is in non-monogamy. So I say to people, you ask 100 different people, 100 different swingers, what they want, you get 100 different answers. Yeah. 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 And I think that's so true, that this 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 lifestyle is such a conglomerate of, of people that are interested in so many different things across the spectrum that it's it's hard to put just one word on it. Um, I do think that makes it maybe a little bit difficult if you're trying to advocate for rights for a group and we don't even know what to call the group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've, you know, I've heard, you know, you probably know some people don't like the term swinger. They think there's a negative connotation mm-hmm. with that and they don't like using that term. Uh, I've heard some people say they don't like the term non-monogamy because essentially it's saying I'm not 
normal, right? I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite of monogamy. I'm non-monogamous. Would be almost saying, like if gay people were called not straight, you know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't like that term. Right. Um, so I do think the language of the lifestyle is, is something that's interesting. And I, I think you're right that it, it is evolving. Um, but I was curious on your thoughts on all that. I, I love, I love your pineapple people idea. You know, and, and I remember talking to Frederick like literally five days ago and he's saying that the pineapple has finally, been, you know, been accepted as the, you know, everybody was saying we need a flag or like some secret handshake or, you know, we have the, we have the, the, the Hercules ring that, you know, Batman sort of shoots it up to the sky kind of thing. Um, but I think that that's starting to happen. Um, everybody, you know, there's a lot of people who are overly politically correct about that. You know, I know that, you know, sometimes I, I, I roll my eyes where I, I am ever going to, you know, kink thing. And there's just the, the etiquette around that. You know, and, and why, you know, because it's always interesting because when you go to a swing event, it's usually yes until you say no, because I can go up and hug you both of you. Oh, I'm going to hug you because, you know, I'm right. new and we're by our mutual participation in this group. I'm going to give you a hug. It would be better if I say, mm -hmm. can I hug you? Are you open for hugs, especially in COVID? But, you know, but if I if I did that, it wouldn't be like and versus the king community where it's no until you've negotiated yes so you need to talk to somebody's dom before you even bring them a drink and you know it's just like you know my head wants to explode and i'm a sex therapist mm -hmm. and i navigate this world so it's hard for people and to be gentle with yourself and it's okay for you to ask the, what you think are dumb questions because there's a thousand other people with that same question as you found out it's it's really it's okay and there are some people that are available to be resources and you know, I have a bunch of stuff published. I have the sexwithsue.com site. Read it. Like I got stuff. You want to send me an email? Sue at sexwithsue. Just, you know, I won't, I write everybody, but I'll say, look, here's my blog on it. Or here's what I've done on it. I've got 20 years of blogging on that topic and you may be able to find it. Or here's my next non-monogamy class. It's inexpensive. I try and keep it affordable. I do, you know, sliding scale if you really can't afford it. And it's, it's virtual and let's get into it because we have, I find if you do that, it's it's not just individual therapy, it's group therapy because the group, it's like, you know, everybody's read the book, everybody talks about it and you go, huh, that person felt like I did or I didn't know about that. And then you see all the connections that happen and say, can, you know, we, we may not play together, but we're, I think we're friends. Can we, can we talk? Can we do a, you know, can we do a kick chat about it as the four of us? Because I don't know and I get it. I want some communication and you, you make community because that's, I think ultimately that is the word. If you can get your community, whatever that looks like, provided you're not thinking I'm going to score with anything with boobs or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to touch his dick without permission. I think you can find a place where you can get it and you can evolve as a person. Yeah. And, and I think we talked a little about, about this at Secrets, but uh, myself and Lacey, we, we came up with a, like a, we voted on a, we put up a couple different designs for a swinger pride flag and uh, we put that on our website and a couple of the other swing talk people put it on their website. And I think, you know, we had over 10, 10, 15,000 people come and vote on the, the design they liked. So we do have a, 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 you know, I don't know if it's the official flag, but there is a, a, a swinger pride flag that we're kind of trying to circulate. And uh, it's, it's cool to see because there's couples now on TikTok that are uh, you know, hiding behind the flag and then kind of revealing themselves. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's, it's an interesting to see. <laughs> nice. um, so if you'd like that design, I can certainly send sure, it to you. And, sure. Uh, you know, I think, I think prominent something like that, you know, some kind of symbol that, you know, people can flock to and say, yeah, these are my people. This is my community. This is our symbol. You know, I think all that is, is strong. And you know, again, I think the LGBT 
Q community was was very good at, at doing that. So, Absolutely. you know, I think it's it's a positive thing to have people unite behind something. Yeah, they, and they don't have to be out. Like they're like I had I've had guys come to duck events and go, Sue, I'm in military intelligence. If my picture is out, I could die. I'm like, okay, important safety tip: no photos. And I have we have big badges yeah. that say no pictures. And you know, I'm the only yeah. one allowed to take pictures at events. And and you know, I'm blonde and I'm kind of clueless sometimes. But I have a great team behind me, and I'm like, okay, this guy had a no sticker, no pictures on the, you know, like nobody who gets outed doesn't have to be. You know, I have people who are going through custody battles and don't want to be, you know, their their ex knowing that you know that they they are in the lifestyle. It's nobody's business how you choose to do this. But yeah, I think that there and there are ways to be discreet while not you know, well, well, not judging people and not feeling judged and being able to be an outspoken advocate for it. And there are people who are in a safer place to be able, like, like me, like you, to be able to say, screw you, this is who we are. This is okay. You know, I don't give, I don't care what you think. If I thought about, if I was on the radio for, you know, for 25 years, if I cared what you thought about me, I'd have killed myself a long time ago. So have at it as yeah. long as you're, you know, and I, I call it, I say, don't pee in my pool, right? I have this great life. It's like, la, 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 la. And you're welcome in. But if you're, you know, if you do something, if you're judgy, you know, that's peeing in my pool and I don't have time for you. So if kindness, yeah. I think kindness matters in this community and there are a lot of kind people. So finding your way. And again, I'm I'm I would be happy to post the banner both on the duck site and on the Sex with Sue site and our crazy playful coconuts, which is our travel site and all of that stuff, and figure out how we can all work together because it needs to be a safe place. Yeah, I agree. And I don't, you know, you you've been in this space for a long time, uh, but we've had people come to us um, that are in the lifestyle and almost like accuse us of violating the rules, saying like. Hey, like you're ruining swinging by by talking about it, right? By by talking about all these signs and symbols, by talking about all these places, like it's not supposed to be out there on the internet. Like you're, you know, like what are you doing? You're like, it's almost like they think we're using it for clout or to get attention when when truly we're just trying to help and educate yeah. and put information out there. But have you experienced that where, well, where I, some swingers are almost like, no, Sue, you can't. Like you're violating the rules by talking about this. Well, they they don't want sort of people who are gonna you know who are gonna lurk. Um, they don't want to, you know, they don't want people who don't, who aren't in the know to find it. And they want to feel like they're better than they, that they have a secret, right? So secret societies are cool and people want to be a member of it. I also think the the taboo, like I see it with, like I, I see people in therapy and I've seen swingers in therapy who have a complete carte blanche to, to be non-monogamous, but still want to cheat, still want to screw around, still want to, it's the betrayal, right? It's the, it's the picking up somebody without telling your partner, and they're still doing it even though they have the ability to be open because that that secret taboo thing gives them a rush. And I, I agree with that. Like, I love, to me, that's part of swinging. That's knowing that we're doing something that we're not supposed to be doing, if that makes any yeah, sense. The uh, that's, of it, yeah. yeah, that's what's kind of fun for me, to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. I can relate to that. Can, so, so a lot of people do that and they're, they're like, Sue, I shouldn't do it, but oh, it's such a titillating thing and I'm, I'm texting other girls or I'm texting other guys because it's, it's a rush for me. It's candy. It's, it's, you know, and it's, it becomes a mild addiction, like anything that affects the pleasure centers of the brain. Like I got a guy who with a porn addiction who can't get hard unless he's clicking the mouse looking at different images. Right. You get to that stage, you know, if you've you know done too much of it. Right. If, if you are so you have to constantly collect numbers and be texting people and it's like, OK, you need to sort of sit down and go, here's here are my rules. Here are my boundaries. Like I would eat chocolate all day, every day if I could. Right. And my rules are I don't ever eat, you know, gas station chocolate. And, you know, I have to have to be Godiva or nothing else. And so you have to put rules in. Otherwise, you end up on a slippery slope. And I think the same thing happens 
with with swinging. You may want to you may want to think, okay, I want to bang a billion women. You're not going to bang a billion women, and that's what I see it with guys who who especially guys who are CEOs or have made a lot of money. They've been to, you know, traveled to every place, been on every kind of trip, but they there's nothing, no new rush. Well, they can't sleep with a billion women, so they want a bed they want a bed notch as they talk about at Hito. And if you're upfront about that, like I've met, I met a guy in the in in a hot tub at Desire, and he's like, he and his wife came with more than a gross of condoms. That's something like more than 144 for a week and expected to use them. And it was hilarious. Wow. And he's like, he was the guy. He's like, Sue, we've been talking for five minutes. I want to bed with you. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. no, no, thanks. Anyway, nice meeting you. But it was hilarious because I, I, he and his wife had the same room. And so they'd, they'd actually, she was expected, or either the other one, was she had it like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. He had it Thursday, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And the other person was expected to find another bed, you know, wherever wow. that wow. night. And I would meet up with him and I'd say, hey, how's it going? And he'd be like, ha, I had British, I had French, I had Mexican. Oh, the Mexican girl <laughs> wow. was really good. You know, like, and he'd go through it like that was a night for him. He'd just be like going, I've been eating around the world. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, yeah. so people people do that. And as long as you're upfront about that, no problem. If you're not upfront about it, it feels, it, it, there, you, you get that either that sense of desperation or you get that. This isn't authentic and it feels ever so slightly creepy. And mm-hmm. so I think as much about us being open, it's also about regulating the behavior and saying this is not a free-for-all. This is not you copying a feel under somebody's skirt without permission. This is not grinding up against somebody. You know, you'll see it at the clubs where some, you know, the guys will say, can I watch? And then before you know it, they're touching a foot. And, you know, they're, they're, they think, oh, I paid $150 to come to Secrets or a club tonight as a single guy. I expect to get laid because that was my cable bill. Or I expect to get laid because $200 would have got me a hooker. And you're like, no, there is no expectation that she, even if you bought her a drink, that she owes you. Yeah, Still no, that's, that's that's a very good point, and mm-hmm. I, I think there is, you know, I, overall, I think our lifestyle experience has very been very positive, but there definitely is things like that, and you know, and, and Lacey has talked about it on our podcast before. You know, in some ways, the lifestyle has empowered her to, to you know, be get more comfortable saying no oh, for and, sure. and, and setting mm-hmm. her rules and her boundaries. So, you know, again, I think being open and honest and, and being able to communicate all this stuff, it, it is a way to empower women to to be able to be more, and men, men also. Uh, to be able to speak, you know, what they want and what they don't want and, and things like that. Yeah. And I think what, what guys don't get is that women need to feel safe. And and what, you know, you're, you're a big guy and, you know, you're not worried about your physical safety. Women are always worried mm-hmm. about their physical safety. It's 100%. Like we're worried. Like I, I met a girl at Secrets who, who really attracted brunette and she would come in and she's like, and all these guys are circling and want to buy her drinks. And I'm like, and she's like, Sue, I don't, I don't trust any of them. I don't know them. I'm not going home with them. I'm not sleeping with them. I'm even in a, you know, sort of a playroom. I'm said, I'm really would like to get my oil changed, but I need somebody who's going to talk to me as a person and willing to get to know me before I'm able to do that. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's going on a coffee date. You're worried, you know, even if it's off, just off, you know, match.com, you're worried that somebody's going to be a serial ax murderer. And guys don't ever think that way. And I say to guys, yeah. the rule is you got to assume that she's worried about her physical safety and that you're going to hurt her or be creepy or rape her or something. Number two is that she's going to be worried that you've got that, that no matter what it is, that smell of desperation, if you're thinking with the little head, you got a problem because she's going to pick up on it. It puts out a vibration somehow. It's a scent, whatever. It They always pick up on it. And to be able to understand 
that what women are looking for is fun and play. And you think, oh, well, women are just there for my pleasure. And I'm like, no, 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 monsieur. You do not understand. <laughs> it is about her yeah. orgasms and about her pleasure because women drive this business, period. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, that's all great points. I think I think we could sit here and talk to you about all this all yeah. day, Sue. Uh, but I think uh, we got about ten minutes left on, on on our schedule here. So why don't you uh, tell us where to find you? Um, give us all your plugs um, of how to find you, what you're working on in the future, um, and and how the Swing Nation followers can uh, can can get in touch with you and. And follow your journey. Sure. Um, so my main, you know, I, my clinical site is sexwithsue.com. That's easy. You know, I've been, it's been there for 20 years. I have the wearetheducklings.com. Was the ducklings.com was taken by some, you know, duck breeder in, you know, Pennsylvania. But <laughs> wearetheducklings.com is the community group. So it runs in three cities in two countries, um, partly because I spent my winter months in central Florida. If you're Canadian, you understand why we spend our winter months in central Florida. Canada's <laughs> paradise three months of the year and the winter is not it. So um, I have I, I went to, you know, I, I didn't have my community down there. So I thought, oh, we'll just do a duck event. I'll put it up, post it. And I met people that I'm going to know for life at my very first first event because I met my people. So there's a huge chapter in Florida and it's and now we've got people in Alaska and California, but they're small little little pockets. Um, we have out of that, we have a travel site where we all gather, which is really fun. Think of it as like martini camp. It's like the most fun you ever have ever. Um, and it's called Playful Coconuts. You can otherwise call it duckling travel. But and we started doing um, something called duckling dating, which had um, different things going on. It was it was you had to be vetted. Somebody who either me or somebody in my team had to have met you. you it was open to any kind of relationship model. You it had both online and offline events. And you had this education piece. We're morphing that into a more, but we have that sort of the ducklings. We are the ducklings in duckling dating to be able to connect with people who are not Nigerian scammers, who are not going to be, you know, who are not, you know, who are, as you said, not catfishing because we're going to verify them. Um, and then out of this, I'm doing two new initiatives that came out of COVID. One is swingerclass.com, which is basically everybody just kept asking me for the same classes kind of like you. And I thought I need to put them into a class. And then what we've done is we've accredited them. I call them Boy Scout badges. So if you take a class on, you know, how not to be a dick in a lifestyle and you get a badge, what I'm doing is negotiating with people like Temptations and Desire and Hedo and Secrets and some of the big clubs so that if you're a single guy and you've taken this course, you either get in because you weren't allowed to or you get in at a discount because you're not an asshole. So it's going right. to get you this big check mark, and then you're going to have testimonials and they're saying that this guy's a legit and a cool guy. You know, yeah, we slept with him and he was really great. You know, brought me chocolate, like good guy. You know, <laughs> he gets he gets the, the the approval. So so it's swingerclass.com. It's just being launched, like 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 imminently. It's 2022, and then I needed a place to put all these guys who have finished the course. And I thought all the single women I know want to meet guys who aren't dicks, who aren't going to send them dick pic on the first date, aren't going to be an asshole. So I come up with this thing we call Casanova Connect, which is, is just been approved by the Apple Store as an app, Casanova and, and, and uh, Android Store. So you can go on Casanova Connect and post your, basically your picture. And I have little archetypes. So are you the, you know, are you BBC? Are you the guy next door? Are you the hunky firefighter? Are you, you know, are you, you know, the young buck for the cougars, whatever. And you have little archetypes and you can put your little profile. And so if some woman wants or a couple wants to borrow you for an evening or a weekend, 
there you are with your little gold stamps and your and your Boy Scout badges at Casanova Connect. So all of this is going on, trying to pull all these pieces together and say, we're in the industry, we want to make it kind and good. And, you know, the focus is education. So, you know, you can always reach me, Sue, at Sex with Sue. I have a I have a TikTok under Sex with Sue. I have a... It's been showing up on my FYP, just so you know. Is You've it? really been showing up. Oh, good. Okay, probably because we know each other and you probably, I'm sure there's some secret algorithm or something. Anyway, but it's You're great. doing good. I mean, I'm seeing it. So oh, you're doing that's something. good. Okay, well, I, I, you know, I've been, I've had about four TikTok accounts, which immediately I said sex and they've eliminated me. So I'm, yeah. I'm less concerned about TikTok, but I'm on Instagram and under Suma Garvey, probably um, under, under Twitter. Try me under Sex with Sue and you can find me. It's it's the easiest thing to do is to find me there. And we'll go, you know, I'm on a Facebook page. And, you know, they said that we have the ducklings have got this amazing, oh, you should join our private group. Oh, I'll send you the link. Because we have the best memes ever. I don't, I don't care about anybody else. <laughs> our memes are better than yours. Our memes are so good. And uh, again, we we push, you know, and I get I get a list of all the new, you know, the new studies in sex that are coming out every day. So my staff are going through it, and then we post them. So if you want to know cutting edge, what's happening, what's new in sex, you want to, if this is your hobby, get informed. Because I have all the list of all the latest articles, right? All the Anything that's out there you may not have read about, I got it. So find it. Awesome. I think that's awesome. And I think yeah. the next time we'll see you, Sue, is probably Naughty New Orleans, right? Are you coming there? Yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm planning on coming to Naughty New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a party animal till about 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the morning girl <laughs> with the coffee at like 7 o'clock going, yay, let's do this. I am not the late night girl, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll cross paths there. It'll be great. We'll hang yeah. out. We'll, we'll definitely, I definitely owe you another dinner. Yeah. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you and we appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on with us. And uh, I think with that, babe, in a world full of apples. Be the pineapple. Be the pineapple, guys. Bye. 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 If you've enjoyed our podcast and want to support us, leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. If you want to see more of our content, you can find links to Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, OnlyFans, and more in the show notes. Come join the conversation with us and other Swinger content creators on our Swinger Society Discord server. If you have questions or feedback, email them to us at theswingnation at gmail.com. Make sure you head on over to theswingnation.net and keep up to date on all things Swing Nation. We thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.